just became a raven. Welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've only seen four episodes of One Tree Hill. And this is our first bonus episode for our Patreon Ravens. So, welcome to our first bonus episode. So thank you for being a patron and being part of our Ravens team and being part of this journey with us. We thought we'd use this section as a time to talk about like the last four episodes that you know and looking at them as a collective talking about some sort of larger themes and other other things and just get into one tree hill a little bit further so dom in terms of the show itself how has it lived up to your expectation of what you was expecting the show to be now that you're four episodes deep it's it's a good show it's something that i would i would tell people to watch you know at the moment from the first four episodes i'd say yeah give it a go but I wouldn't, I wouldn't push it upon anyone. So some series and seasons of things that you go, this is brilliant, absolutely must watch. Like people did it to me with Breaking Bad, mm. and and they do it a lot with that, you know, seasons like that that are, are absolute smash hits. Um, and this has got a slightly different feel to that. This is a yeah, I you know I'm really enjoying doing the podcast. I'm really enjoying talking about the themes in it. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think at the moment I would like force anyone into watching it. I haven't had that life-changing moment from it, but I think because we're of a different age now. So when you watched it, it um, initially, and you've talked about it on our previous podcast, it's been an you know a, a pivotal, important time in your life where things are changing. And you needed to make a change and this impacted on you and it got you involved in basketball and it made you think slightly differently and you've, you know, pushed further on the back of watching this and it kind of encouraging you and inspiring you to do something different. And I think because, uh, you know, we're both at different stages in our life, um, both from each other, but also both from back then, um, it's having a different effect on kind of watching it with that retrospective vision of, Oh, you know, this. I can see how this has had an impact on people. Mm. And I guess it would be different if we weren't podcasting it. Like in terms of we're looking into it so deeply. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of unnatural to how you would normally watch a, watch a TV show. Like you might watch something and the next day see someone at work and be like, oh, did you see this episode of Breaking Bad, for example, or whatever? And you might talk to them for 45 seconds about it and that's it. Well, we sit down and talk about an episode for two hours, <laughs> like a week. And we really pull it apart sometimes, don't we? You yeah. Know, really get to the the nitty gritty is a good way of explaining it. But I, I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, watching it um, and getting to talk about it and the themes that are in it. So what, one question I've kind of got for you is the themes that you take that we get from it what means the most to you? Because I, I know that there's parts of it that have meant a lot to you and helped you make changes in your life. But is there any, is there a particular theme? Is it like, we talk about the bullying and, we're, you know, the high flyers. Um, we want to create a platform where people that have been in sort of nasty bullying situations can uh, open up to us and talk about it. We want to do some like, charity work around it, which is, you know, really exciting, exciting prospect. 
So that's something that's obviously going to have had an impact. And me watching it now, I watch it and think, God, this is so horrible. And I know people that have been in that situation. Um, I talked on our last episode about a time where I may have been picked on and stuff like that. And um, I just there, there's certain themes in this series that I kind of want to know that, you know, what drew you to it? What made you, what episode did you get to when you thought, this is it, this is the program that I want to watch and, and oh, <laughs> this this is kind of a life changing point for me? It's a good question. I would say the first time I watched it, the first time I watched it, I would say it's probably more around season like three or four because I like was binging it. Um, I had the box sets and it was more it was the basketball that first really got me into it and got me into playing basketball etc etc and then I had this sort of I've talked about it on the pilot I had this sort of career change and whatever and then it was at that point where I felt very low in myself um, and I sort of were making these changes that I was inspired from from the show and a lot of it was to do with not Lucas, like Lucas, yes, in that I sort of identified as him and sort of the struggles and whatever. There's actually a different character that I can't talk about because it'd be spoilers, etc. Um, but their journey actually uh, is is as impactful in a way, but I can't I can't say. Okay. People that know are probably like screaming it into <laughs> their headphones, but um, so. Uh, but then I started watching it on my second run, uh, which was only like a year after the first time I'd watched it, if, if not a little bit less uh, time than that, maybe like six months or something. And I just started this new job at the Learning Disabilities College, etc. And then I just became inspired, like really inspired. And a lot of it's from Luke, and most of it was Lucas in the first season. Uh, and I got inspired to sort of get in better shape. I was doing a lot of running and, and stuff like that and listening to music from the show and push and sort of be the person I wanted to be. And it's, that's why I said to you on the one of the, not on the last episode, I think the one before, but I really want you to always watch the intro because the song is really impactful in telling part of the story of what the characters are going through in that they, will, they are continuing to try and be better versions of themselves and they want to be the people that they are now, you know, and... So, so yeah, something like I don't want to be anything other than anything I've got to be lately, or something like I, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of words in that one line of the song. It's a yes, it's a long <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I don't want to sure be. I'm sure in a, a few weeks I'll know it. Off have it, but yeah, that's it basically. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Oh, okay. So that's the whole point of it's about the person that you are now, which again is like evidence in the show. But yeah, mainly it was. Lucas's journey and another character's journey and how they continue to choose to be the to be themselves basically in scenarios where people are trying to tell them to not and to conform and be like other people so I, yeah it kind of made me look at my own life and think actually I want to be the person that I always had wanted to be which I felt was more in line with sort of how Lucas carries himself and how he how he is in the first season even though as we go through things get tested and whatever uh yeah so it just inspired and motivated me that way but mainly lucas and then another character um yeah i i have a question for you dom the nine seasons 
is is a long is a long run. How do you think the show is going to change? Because it has to, right? It has it always has to evolve and adapt to stay relevant and stay fresh. So how do you think the show will look in the ninth year compared to the first year? Oh, well, that's a really good question as well. Um, I, I don't know what kind of grade they're in. I think they're... Are they like freshmen or seniors? Or I think they're the one above freshmen. Is that sophomore? Yeah. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think so. So they're kind of in that middle high school ground, aren't they? Yeah. So they've still got a lot of high school to get through, but um, there's going to be that graduating moment and then working out where their lives are going to go from there. And some of it will heavily involve being in Tree Hill for some of the characters and some of it will involve having to get away and be away from it because they've been too sucked in for into it for too long. And they they need to they feel like they need to move to evolve. Um, I don't know. I I kind of see what we talk so um, we, we're so focused on certain episodes because that's all I know. I only know the first four episodes. I don't know any more than that, um, and I'm not allowed to know. Uh, the whole point of this is that I I don't find out. I I see no spoilers. I can't even follow our own Instagram page because too many people put spoilers on there and I so from very early on I've I've unfollowed the page um and the only content I see from that is what you screenshot and send me which is normally how many people have liked a particular picture or, or compliments or compliments <laughs> that put on yeah exactly um nicely filtered out you know any any bad stuff on there which there isn't any anyway um in terms of where it's going to go, the, the themes have got to change somewhere down the line. You know, we're, we're taking teenagers into adulthood, aren't we? And it's about them following their own path. Um, and supposedly trying to be better or put themselves in a better situation than what their parents are in. I, I, I can't really tell. It's, it's really difficult. They're, right, to, to go back to your original question... I can't put my finger on it, but there is a point where it changes. And in this first season, there's a point where it changes. Maybe Brooke knows. Uh, <laughs> as the conscience of the show, yeah. Um, where it changes, and I can't really say how, but when we get there, we'll talk about it. Like, there, there is a point where I think it gets further into... It's continuing people t- continuing to try and better themselves and yeah and, and it kind of already is the theme right like karen has already addressed things in her past and, and trying to better herself in the present the the boat burning ceremony um in the pre one of the previous episodes we covered is was kind of a, a key moment of let's get rid of the past and obviously i I don't know what how deep the extent of their past goes, but she's made that start into making that happen, and and the whole bettering yourself. She started her own little business um, with the with the cafe, which probably does quite well. Um, but she's trying to make something of herself, even as a single parent in a world that's very difficult to to control. You know, 
when you've got a, a a young kid that you have to look after and try and sustain some sort of work life to be able to provide uh, that's not easy and, and that's a theme that you can see in terms of the, the change and bettering yourself that you'll see throughout from all the characters I'm sure you know um, Nathan wants to is probably one of these characters that wants to better himself as well because he wants to be a better basketball player but he might eventually decide he wants to be less difficult and challenging with people and be better than his dad uh, you know that might be the impetus for his character um, and then there's people like Lucas who just wants to have maybe a, a better life for him and his mum or have a better life than for his kids if he ends up having kids in, in any of the seasons um, than what he had you know and be able to provide for them in, in a slightly easier fashion and be there for someone maybe he wants to be better than dad that's that's the only objective and he's already probably better than dad anyway <laughs> but <laughs> the only objective is uh, if I have a relationship with someone and we are going to have a child I'm going to be there for that child he wants mm. to be a better father better husband well it's and like you said at the beginning that you wouldn't necessarily recommend the show to everybody and anybody that you come into contact with i think it has like a select audience of people and it's, it's a wide audience but of people that it's going to resonate with and like you said timing i think is important but it's not something that can appeal to every single person but the people it does appeal to it then runs super deep and that's why the fan base is so dedicated because it has that meaning to it and i actually can't think of any other show that i've watched anyway that that is the sort of theme is it's about letting go of the past and bettering yourself in the present or being the person that you want to be like they're probably i'm sure there are shows like that but it often gets compared to like the OC, for example. And I tried to watch the OC. I was telling you before the episode, I'll say it on microphone. I was trying to watch the OC recently because we, you and I are going to be a guest on Let's Talk OC, which is an OC podcast that the, the ladies from the It Takes Free podcast network produce. And this is no slight at them, of course, because they're excellent podcasters. But the show, the OC itself... It's hard to watch now. Like I try, I watched about four or five episodes in preparation for that with the uh, with the the thought that I was going to try and watch all four seasons. I can't do it. Like I've tried to watch I, the episode I've stopped on. I've tried to watch it again, and I watched like two minutes and was like, no, I can't do it. Um, and I used to really like that show, like back when I was uh, when I was younger. But it. So do you think that's a maturity thing? I think so, and I think it doesn't. It doesn't seem to hold much meaning. It's like, yeah, okay, Ryan, the protagonist, has come. You know, got an interesting story, but then you know, it just annoys me more than anything. It's like these super rich kids just messing about and getting into trouble and burning down houses and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> boy, boy, I, it's just, I find it frustrating, and also the cast in real life hate the show did you know that oh really yeah they <clears throat> they don't like the show as far as this is what i've seen anyway i'm pretty sure adrian brody adam brody no adrian brody's the guy from the pianist 
Adam Brody, the guy that plays Seth, and uh, I saw an interview of him, and he basically was saying that he would never go back to it. They were talking about rebooting it, and then he said, I can speak on behalf of Ben McKenzie, the guy that plays Ryan, said that he wouldn't either. Uh, but Ben McKenzie is in Gotham, isn't he? Yeah, his, his great in Gotham. His... Um, continue to have a really great career she's in a film that I watched on Netflix the other day with um, called In the Line of Duty okay. it's got uh, Aaron Eckhart in it oh yeah um, Harvey Two-Face yeah that's right and um, he, he's good in that yeah I really he's like him as an actor um, but yeah it basically I think it kind of takes away a little bit when you know that the cast don't like it where with One Tree Hill they all love the cast love the show they have these reunions uh, events and whatever a couple times a year like a lot of the time for charity and like they all show out and it's you know they're always sort of tweeting about it and instagramming and whatever and they've all got their own careers doing other things but they all love it and i think that makes you love it even further but my point is i don't think many people many other shows exist that have that same feeling and sort of point to it and you're right i think if it hits you at the right time when you are in those developmental stages, it can really stay with you. And I think the thing that got me about Lucas when watching it is I kind of saw something in him that I felt like I used to have and that I had lost, like, in my sort of later teens and whatever, which was that kind of innate sort of goodness, not to say that I'm innately good, but, you know, in terms of... I used to feel a certain way and feel like, yeah, I want to help people, I want to do these things, so on and so forth. And it was a bit of like, yeah, well, I'm going to get back to that. Um, and I'm gonna, not going to worry about being in, like, a shirt and tie at an office, like, filling in spreadsheets and doing things that I really don't care about that's profiting some company that, you know, corporate greed, mass conglomerate, bourgeoisie whatever so I actually I want to do something that I I enjoy and do something that is meaningful to me and live the life that I want whether that means I earn garbage money or or not and whatever whatever and um yeah and it kind of gave me that and then you know I worked my way through and happy with yeah so it's it's an important show to me and I think it is to many other people as well but tell me, Dom, tell me more specifically about, like, basketball. How far do you think they're going to go? Are they going to win a state championship? You've got nine nine years. Like, they are must, we going to see NCAA in the college? They must win one. I think there's there's got to be um, some sort of hardship. Is it hardship or hardship? Hardship. There's going to be some sort of hardship where they get to a final or they get into playoffs and it doesn't pan out for them for whatever reason and then that could be the end of Whitey and then we get a new coach and new coach gets into a... That'd be your like least favourite episode ever. You love Whitey. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The last episode, he wasn't in it enough. That's why I only got seven. <laughs> more Whitey would have put up to an eight. Absolutely. More Whitey is what we need in these episodes. His folksy wisdom. Just love it. <laughs> um... I, I think they've got they've got to win somewhere though. There has to be um, there has to be a moment, I suppose, that will bring Nathan and Lucas together naturally through some sort of weird through some sort of bond. 
and if the basketball team is is the bond and there has to be I don't know maybe Lucas has the final winning shot and he gives it to Nathan and lets Nathan take it because he knows that if he takes it Dan's going to treat Nathan like crap for however long and he kind of has that moment of I want to help people I want to um, do the right thing I want to support and I want to you know do things in my life that are going to benefit other people and um, kind of exactly what you said about your own life and maybe this is a moment that he'll take and go you have the ball mm. and he you have this moment gets that three pointer and throws up and misses loses championship <laughs> yeah. Dan disowns everyone he just, Dan <laughs> takes his shoe off and just throws it <laughs> <laughs> but it's that opportunity for him to go this is your moment you're the one that's going to go and play Division One at college or whatever it is, the, the basketball version of that, you know, college yeah, level Division basketball. One, yeah. Um, and I'm not that interested in that life because I'm quite happy playing on the river court. Mm. So you're gonna, you go for it, mate. Or I've already got my scholarship. Let's make sure we're sealing yours at a, a better college. Something like that, you know. It might work the other way. The selfless act. It might work the other way, but I think Lucas at the moment seems like the more likely to pull a stand like that. Okay. <laughs> you give nothing away as well. You give absolutely nothing away. It's really difficult to go, am I anywhere near the right line? Some, sometimes like you'll go, oh, so, like some of your predictions are really interesting and um, you, you know, we'll see what happens. And then I, I come back having seen an episode and think, I was right. And I know you know I'm right but you don't tell me and there might be like a little glimmer in your eye and I think well maybe I was right but I'm not sure so I'm never playing poker with you (laughs) (laughs) you you are accurately you are close to the mark way more often than you are not that's good yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot that you are like yeah bang on and there's some other bits you're like close you've maybe just confuse some of the characters around maybe whatever and then there's some things that have i got bang off. on but it's like three miles away it's like yeah so many seasons you've had some that are like that's that's right but it's not going to come to fruition till like season five or something <laughs> um but even them things are not ones that you probably can even remember that you've said oh, like as in their little bit yeah so yeah it's really it's it's good it's a really good format i think it's fun yeah, it's good. Well, of the four episodes that we've had so far, who would you say your overall favourite character is, just for you personally, and who is your least favourite character? Now, obviously, it's easy to say antagonists are the least favourite, but as I know that you know, they have to have their function, you know. So, And I'm, you probably like the antagonists right sometimes it's good fun to root for the bad guy yeah sometimes i actually quite like nathan as a character um he is a good character and he's necessary um without him there'd be nothing would it well absolutely but you could have dan as the antagonist and whatever relationship dan has with lucas could still be the same he's still a son that he doesn't value he ignores he is like he doesn't exist um, and you wouldn't really need Nathan for that. Nathan is just the crux of it all. Go, this is the successful son. This is the one I put all my attention into, 
that I've provided for his whole life. And it just makes it that little bit more painful. Um, is, so is Nathan your favourite? It's hard to call him a favourite. I think after four episodes, having a favourite is difficult. I quite I quite like Brooke as well. I think Brooke's quite a, 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 a funny character, but she's not in it that much. Um, and I'd probably say the same for, for Haley. Haley's quite quirky. Um, and she's quite a good character. And she's, she, she's played well as well um, by... Bethany Joy Lens. Bethany Joy Lens. Um, someone who I don't like, I'm not a massive fan of, is probably Karen. You know, it's funny you say that. In all of my watches, this being the fifth, I've never quite warmed <laughs> to Karen. I don't know why, because... Morally speaking, she's the one that you feel for because she's got the, you know, the garbage end of the deal in terms of she's been mistreated. Well, in terms of Dan hasn't, you know, manned up and done what he's supposed to have done and, you know, done right by her in terms of supporting her and being nice and financial, you know, because it's okay to decide that you don't want to be with someone you know if he decided he doesn't want to be with karen that's fine but there's a way of doing it and a way of you know continuing to be nice and supportive so on and so forth but you know as far as we're aware of an audience he just ditched her right and never put anything in so but so everything all instincts say that we should you know be on karen's side but I don't know. There's something about her that annoys me. Like she doesn't have much warmth, but but in in a way. But but she is vital. Like when she gave Haley the advice about Nathan, though she didn't know it was about Nathan. You know, she put her two cents in literally. Yeah. Um. That's like a nice moment. But I still don't feel like warmth from her. I don't know. What, 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 why do you not like Karen? Um. I think it's the the so, so she's such a back and forth character at the moment uh, again well, I'm only speaking from a perspective of four episodes but I had my rant two episodes ago about you sure did how frustrated I get with her and I think I think my dislike is probably not the right word but for the basis of the question my dislike is based on how you know up and down she is she just can't stick to a decision and it's just She's just a bit boring. It's just I I know that in one scene she's going to be pissed off about something, and I, I know three scenes later she's going to be apologising for it. And it's just like oh, all right. I also dislike Peyton, but I dislike Peyton because she. But I but I so desperately want her to be interesting. I so desperately want her to be interesting. So Karen beats her for like the dislike bit in terms of like not my favourite character, but Peyton's not my favourite in terms of she's just like dull and bland and just like there's so much potential so much potential with like the sketches and the being a bit more lively and coming out of a shell a bit stop being so insular you know and be a bit more do you know what we've split up now I'm gonna go crazy she's gonna go on a binge or something like that just do something a bit mental but I've got a feeling that isn't gonna happen and she's just going to continue to be on this path of... Is the only way I can describe it? Do you know what I mean? 
Yes. <laughs> well, I've I've never really thought about it too tough, but yeah, this watch on this run, the fifth my fifth run, I found her excruciatingly frustrating. Are you kind of seeing her through my eyes though, a little bit? Mate, I think I've kind of always felt it to an extent. Um maybe it's just hyper hypersensitive to it now because we talk about it so much yeah i need i need to be careful because i don't want to spoil anything so i there's some things i will leave until we get there but there's there's a point later in this season where i used to feel one way about something and actually now i'm thinking about it i think of it more from the other way I'm even more confused than I was before. Yeah, I'm riddling, but I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there and we can talk about it. But, Two weeks, maybe. <laughs> but it's obviously Peyton centric. But yeah, she, I I find her frustrating, and I think that we just need more light lighter moments with her to balance the character out. Yeah, and seeing her, even if it's like doing her sketches and whatever, if there was ever just some like. <laughs> Some sort of fun in there. I mean, it doesn't need to be that the content is fun, but even when she's doing her sketches, she's sort of moody. And I'm actually concerned that we're going to ruffle some listeners' feathers about this because she is really... I sort of said it in the last episode, she's sort of polarising. A lot of people love her and a lot of people really don't. But the people that love her are very, like, you know, adamant that... And, yeah. But, but I really want her to be a great character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's she's had moments of, um, like, a bit of passion behind something, but it's it's been in such a negative way. Like, why are you giving my sketches in? It's not your business. Or she's so angry. But really, it's uh, oh my god, it's just pure fear, isn't it? But excitement mm. that this has happened, and that someone's taken her sketches and thinks they're good, and she's worth something, and her art means something. Oh, it, it matters. It meant something to, to Lucas. It might mean something to someone who reads that magazine. You know, I just desperately want her to be good and like a good character. Desperately. Well, that whole the the art matters um, scene and that that point is huge in the whole uh, wider scope of the show, and that's part of the purpose of our High Flyers Club is that. If it matters and helps one person, then it's worth us doing that. And like actually, so I told my wife that we'd done. She hasn't listened to it, of course, but <laughs> that, that we'd done that segment on um, high flyers on not the last episode because we've just recorded that episode four, but on episode three, two, three, three, um, and I told her that I told that whole story, and then when I released it which was today, actually. I actually felt a moment of vulnerability of, oh, I've just shared something that's actually, uh, you know, not what, you know, you might share that to a friend, right? But it's not something that you share with however many people that are going to listen to it online, you know? I had that moment of, oh, I kind of put myself out there a little bit, but then I just kind of thought... If one person hears it, or one person writes in, or one person, just one person, and said that it was helpful to 
stop them doing that or to do whatever or whatever whatever Hmm. then it's way worth it and so it's like my point back to Peyton is is that she has has been the catalyst for many great moments already in these uh, first four episodes and quotable moments like the first of all you don't know me and the yeah your art matters and you know so and, and other ones um it just she just needs some lightness she just needs a bit of lightness <laughs> she definitely does yeah okay i've got another question for you okay as a se- as a whole collective of seasons so one to nine how would you rate them so how would you rate the whole thing as a program for out of 10 the whole thing yeah well, that's difficult to do. I can give you... So on our Mighty 90s podcast, we do a subjective rating for what it means to us personally and an objective as like a... If we were putting like a film TV critic hat on. Uh, so I can do it that way. Do it, do it that way. And then and then what I want you to do is tell me what you think mine will be. Ooh, okay. <laughs> from both points, from subjective and objective. Yeah. Okay, like for you as well. I mean. Yeah. Okay, subjectively it's it's ten because it means so much to me. Uh, but the whole show isn't like as in, like there's certain seasons that aren't as good. Like it's hard to say. There's certain seasons that are very 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 good, and then there are some dry spots, which will be interesting to cover because I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and in our intro episode. Um, the ladies at It Takes Three the ladies at It Takes Three oh, um, had alluded to seasons one to four maybe five being the best ones Yeah. after that it's a bit sketchy and then we get to maybe eight and nine and it's much better so yeah there's a couple dry spots yeah I have no doubt and you would find that in any season that is so long running um I still look forward to those episodes as much as I look forward to the good ones because they'll be as fun. I have yeah. so much. It gives you so much to talk about, doesn't it? And you can, I can just go, Karen, <laughs> like I did like a few episodes ago, just scream about someone who's annoying me. Exactly. There'll be many, many rants like that. <laughs> um, so that's that's what I'd give it subjectively. Objectively, as a whole, it's difficult. I'd probably give it like. Maybe like a nine still because wow. yeah because it's very well written. Like think of how much content we've got in these four episodes and how it's moved the characters along. It's very it's well acted. There are no there are no dud notes in it. Like everyone's giving a good performance, uh, and it's based in a form of reality. You know, we're, you're being gripped by something that's not. There's no supernatural elements to it. It's you know, not murder mysteries. This is like stuff in a small town surrounding a high school basketball team and the parents. You know, it's kind of taking what could be, not the basketball bits, but could be quite bland subject matter and gripping it and interweaving and all of that stuff. Um, as to what I think you would give it, ugh, it's very hard to do it as a whole. Um, but I think... Ob- subjectively to you personally I think the podcast is going to add the weight to it for you so I think if you had just watched it 
on your own and then we talked about it i think your rating would be lower than the fact that we're spending this time doing it and i think you're going to associate conversations and jokes and laughs and stuff that we've had with the show so i think the show will therefore mean more to you you know you you are going to be forever connected to the show now as being part of this ether of podcasting and fandom that we're now part of so i think you're going to give it like a nine subjectively yeah objectively i think you'll give it it depends on how much, how dry the dry spots are for you. <laughs> are we thinking Sahara? No, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, not that bad. I'm thinking even the driest One Tree Hill episode is ten times better than an OC episode. Oh, she! She's got no nipples! <laughs> Kevin Hart. Um, the... <laughs> The um, but the I think objectively you'll either give it a seven or an eight, and it depends on where you how you see those those sort of dry spots. I'm hoping an eight. <laughs> what would you give it so far? Like based on the on four episodes, imagine it just ended now. What would you but what would you give it? Um, probably a seven. Okay. It's not bad. I think it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, I, yeah, I think seven. I think that's probably the average at the moment. Yeah, that is the average, isn't it? We've had yeah. six, two sevens, and an eight. So, yeah. so we get, I'd give it a seven. I think it's. I think that's a fair score. And like you said, the themes that have already been covered in four episodes are pretty big and pretty central. And it, it's quite interesting that you said it's just a normal little town about a high school basketball team. And how these people's lives interweave with one another. It's not as if they have special powers and stuff like that. It's not Smallville. Yeah. Where it's about Superman when he's a kid. You know, when it could be. Because a small town about basketball, blah, blah, blah. And you add an element of a Kryptonian. Right. <laughs> um, but no, this is this is real life. This is all the closest thing to real life we're, we're going to get from a TV show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you're spot on with that assessment. And I think even thinking about it like that will make me watch it slightly differently as well. Maybe a bit more open to it. Because there's nothing in it that couldn't be real. Yeah. Well, it it gives more levity to the writing that the writing is what is gripping you as an audience without having to have any special effects, any like. There's no fights in it, really. Like, well, little tiny scrap between Nathan and Lucas but like it's just it's words it's dialogue they don't have to create a bad guy that's got a ridiculous power yeah it's just Nathan and Dan are still human like as in it's not like they're uh, a caricature of a villain you know they still have lighter lighter sides and lighter moments I mean how do you You've seen the OC like many years ago how do you find it as a comparison the uh, I think you're right about the the rich kid element. It's just bratty kids that don't get their way in life and kick up a fuss and just go and do whatever they want anyway. And oh, I live in the pool house. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of program, isn't it? Um, I I don't really want to say too much on it because I haven't watched it for so long. 
Um, and I think I'll probably have to do the same before we join the It Takes Three um, podcast network. Um, I'll, I'll watch quite a, a bit of it before we, we get to going on that podcast because I'm not going to be, be comfortable or confident talking about it if I haven't gone back over it. So maybe I need to go and rewatch it. And the good thing is about that is that I could just blitz through it. <laughs> yeah. So I can just watch it. I, I think if I, if I was allowed to watch One Tree Hill at the rate as I watch any other programme, I'd probably be on season five by now. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it happens. Yeah, we started this. Uh, that would be a season a week. I'd be close to, to achieving a season a week, I reckon. Wow. To, to get through and watch it. And, and I'm uh, the ultimate binge watcher. And I work full time. Yeah. And I work beyond my full time. So I, I, I don't know how I managed to do it, but I, I can watch. If I'm on a late shift, for example, at work, I will watch something on my phone um, that's on Netflix in my break time. So I can smash for a season in no time because I watch it between breaks at work like uh, sorry on breaks at work and between work and when I'm at home not doing an awful lot I'll put it on so I, yeah I reckon I could be really far into one tree hollow but it's much more fun this way I, I could imagine maybe when we've finished you could then just start again because I was saying to you I think it was off microphone I'm not sure if I mentioned it in one of our episodes that what would be fun is once we've finished and we've finished season nine we should then go and recut and cover episode one again to like see how far it's the show has come. And then you should just then continue because it would be interesting for you to watch it again, knowing where the characters end up. And then you could listen back to your own podcast yeah. to see your own predictions <laughs> if you was close or not. Um, yeah, nice. Well, do you know something that I will say is so this as you know and I'm pretty sure our listeners know is that we have two podcasts this and the Mighty 90s podcast I have actually found this more enjoyable than the Mighty 90s like I, I have a good time on our Mighty 90s podcast I love it and that's our original baby and we continue to do it but I like that we're able to continue each each episode is a continuation of the last one, obviously, because it's a show. It kind of adds a different layer and dynamic to it that we get to watch the characters develop. I mean, how do you find it, the Ravens, in comparison to the Mighty 90s? It's nice talking about a character journey over a number of episodes rather than trying to squeeze in a character journey in a two- to three-hour podcast. You know, I could talk about Nathan and Lucas's journey in a particular episode but then we can cover their overall um, and that continues and we see their development for so long and like you mentioned before it was Mark Schwann who was offered the opportunity to make it a film or make it a TV show and go consider the lives of these people wouldn't you be more interested watching their lives 22 hours a year or 2 hours a year two hours one time two hours one time sorry you know and that what an impact that can have and, mm. um it it also means we get to meet more frequently <laughs> we get to you know dis discuss it more frequently as much as i love the mighty 90s and i love watching those films from our childhood and the and nostalgic and um some some films i haven't even seen or missed and it's it's broadening my horizons there um, I, I really like the fact that we're doing this and have got 
um, a platform that so many other people enjoy and it's a program that so many people love and um, they kind of we've got people that are interested in listening to us and um, I'm so grateful to the to the patrons that we already have um, that are that are getting this contact now and they they deserve it because you know we want to do a really good job for them as much as we want to do it for ourselves for sure very well said my friend well let's wrap this up so this is for you patrons so if you have any questions that you want to us to answer in the uh, the next bonus episode we do or any themes you want us to cover or any ideas we're completely open to it we want to like dom just said you know put something out there that that you'll enjoy so we'll do this bonus episode every four episodes and we look forward to doing the next one and tell us what your ratings are as well so um simon's given his judgments uh, subjectively and objectively over the whole nine seasons I can only base my opinion on four episodes but I'm kind of going Simon's going to base the, uh, my judgments on what he thinks I'm going to pick so tell us what yours are tell us over whether it's over the first four or five episodes that we've that we're going to cover um, or whether it's over the whole nine seasons you, you tell us what you think about it yeah that would be awesome it'd be great to see where the barometer is and where like the average is and I want to know what characters you love and hate. <laughs> only, but only write people that are have been in the first four episodes. Oh, Don't write yeah. about people that are ahead. Then I can share it to him. Just no. do the ratings bit. Then. No, no, I like that. Okay. So thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Reach out to us here on Patreon. Keep following the Instagram. At Ravens Podcast at Ravens Podcast. And if you haven't already, and if you enjoy this content that me and Dom are putting out, go check out our Mighty 90s podcast. We've got about 15 or so episodes on there of movies that we've covered, and we have interviews with sort of childhood stars that are now adults in 90s movies that we loved. And obviously we have your movie selection on our Mighty 90s wheel, so we will eventually get to whatever movie titles you have chosen and we look forward to covering them then. So in the words of our favourite background performer Oh, how's it go? Is that good enough? Sure. Excellent.